You're watching Tech Talk in affiliation with Tech for Techs. We're a community that supports independent trade with the help of vendors and distributors. We're live every Thursday at 8 p.m. London time and we'll be streaming to Facebook and YouTube, Twitter and Twitch. You can listen to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, Google, TuneIn and many more. And now, the moment you've been waiting for, and your host, Philip Griffiths. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Tech for Tech Tech Talk, where we help your tech business grow. This is episode 17, or at least I think it's 17 because I'm starting to lose count now, and it's about refurbishing tech. So if you want to comment about this show, please do in the comment section and let us know where you're viewing from and what company you work for or from. Uh, if you have any thoughts or questions on this topic, feel free to comment. If you're watching from the Facebook group, please keep click the link in the chat, which I'm posting in there now. That will allow your name to be shown in the live show. Otherwise, you'll be called Facebook user. And obviously, we won't know who you are other than Facebook user. Right, today we are joined by Jenny, Ben, Tim and Mark. So I'll let them introduce themselves and let you know what they do and everything. So first of all, let's start off with Jenny. Would you like to introduce yourself? Let us know who you are, where you're from and what you do. And if you have any tips and advice or story to tell us this week, well, please tell us. Hi there, I'm Jenny. I'm the owner of Tech for Techs, and uh, I would say um, a co-worker of Phil's at his computer shop, Chips Computers of Chesterfield. And uh, what do I do? I am the one that edits your videos and produces them for Tech for Techs, and I fix your computer when you come into my shop. So <laughs> depends on what day you catch me on as to what I do and where I am. That's brilliant, Jen. And what's your story today? My story has to do with graphics cards. And I know that everyone is going mad about graphics cards right now. I've had several uh, queries in the store about when are you getting graphics cards and can I get this specific graphics card already? And this is only day, what, four, three, four of us being open since lockdown. And um, the, the answer is you're probably going to be waiting a very long time for a specific graphics card. Uh, <laughs> NVIDIA has announced that there will be a shortage into 20, 2022 if you're wanting a graphics card. Uh, some relief will come within this quarter, they say, but don't expect too much from that. I'm only thinking maybe uh, a few extra cards from our for our suppliers each. Uh, so don't get your hopes up that you're going to go out and get that Founders Edition and stuff like that. They are just really, um, <laughs> at best, um, short. It's it's very yeah. grim for a, a graphics card. If your computer works, hang on to it. Because um, if you're going to try and build up a new one and need a graphics card, it's not happening this year. 
Yeah, not much around at all, to be honest. And where you can get them from, they're not selling many. Right, let's move on to Ben. Ben, if you want to tell us, well, who you are, what you do, and what story, news, advice you've got for us. Yeah, evening, Bill. Uh, my name's Ben Ashcroft. I run Bugs of Bytes Computing, specialising in refurbished laptops. Um, very short tech tip this week. I uh, last minute bit of research before the show tonight. I'm afraid. Uh, Google Assistant can now find your lost iPhone. As if find my iPhone wasn't enough, you now have two different apps for how to find your iPhone. Uh, just have to hope both of them don't fail at the same time. That's it, or you lose the app. <laughs> but yes, I'm really sorry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, uh, it's like those um, those key fob things you can get what help you find your key, but you problem is if you lose your key fob, you're not going to find the key. Um, so, But yeah. Right, let's go on to Tim. Tim, if you want to tell us who you are, what you do, and what news stories and tips you, uh, you've got for us this week. Uh, yes, my name is Tim. Uh, I'd say from TKM, PM and IT Solutions. I'm based in North Yorkshire, but I I kind of do office refurbs, um, refurb kit, and I say general repairs uh, in the local in the area I'm based in. Um, yeah, I'll say tip. Main tip I would say is don't always stick to your guns when it comes to your pricing and how you operate. You're always going to get friends and relatives want favors or that kind of thing. Just stick to what you want, what you do. And don't give discounts because if one person will literally tell one the wrong person, and that's it. Everyone, you're you're kind of stuck with doing the discount. Yeah, good advice there. To be honest with you, friends, family, and business seldom mix very well. That's for sure. So try and keep them separate. It's not always possible, but I try and keep it as separate as possible. Um, right, just before we go on to Mark, let's just say a quick hi to everyone in chat. So hi Peter, hi Paul, hi Richard. Uh, we've also got Mark Dennis as well saying evening all. We've got Graham evening folks. We've got Paul as well uh he's saying don't start on the graphics cards um he's had a call about a 1660 super today so yeah uh <laughs> i think we're all, we can all complain about graphics cards at the moment uh kunal saying evening as well we've got alison cook from eadr so saying hope you all had a great weekend uh god the weekend seems a miles away now don't it <laughs> week. Uh, yeah so that's it yeah she does say week I don't know. I'm pre I'm pre reading it. So there we go. I'm putting words into her mouth. So uh, and also Facebook user is saying hi everyone. If you're Facebook Facebook user and you're in the Tech for Text group, make sure you click that link I've put in the chat. I'll put it again. If you click that link, it allows us to see what your name is when you post. Uh, so let's move on to Mark. So Mark, if you want to tell us who you are, what you do, and what news tip and story you've got for us. And for the guys out there who don't know, this is the first time Mark's been on the show as well. Evening all, glad to be here. My name's Mark Pastuska. Uh, I have a part-time business called Cinderhill Computers. I primarily deal with refurbishing laptops and primarily deal with eBay, although I also dabble in repairs. Uh, my tech tip is, as we know, some machines don't particularly like the latest version of Windows 10. We've had problems on various machines with things such as the 28.2 update. So sometimes it can be a bit tricky to get hold of the older versions. Uh, Rufus, the USB installer tool, lets you download old versions all the way back to the original version of Windows 10, should you require it. 
So a nice, easy way to get Windows installed on those machines that don't like 20H2 for whatever reason. Yeah, some good advice there, because some of them do just not like you installed on the latest version, but you can put an old version on them upgrade, and it seems to work fine. It can be a bit of a pain sometimes. Right, so I suppose it's time for my tip, actually, then, or advice. So let's have a look. So first of all, CMS Distribution, who is one of the UK distributors, uh, is extending their partnership with Surefire Gaming, uh, not uh, to get that mixed up with Surefire, which is a USB brand what sells tactical military tools including gun silencers and stuff um, i must admit when they did actually say yeah we're going to be doing these i did a quick search to see who surefire was and i got loads of gun stuff coming up and i'm thinking i'm not sure that's going to fit in with our customer base but uh, yeah um, but they're, they're actually expanding to sell mice headsets and speakers so it's a slightly different brand um so surefire gaming we'll call them uh, for the UK and Surefire for the States. So uh, uh, I think the name's in the title, really, for the uh, the uh, gun stuff, Surefire. But anyway, going on to what Jen said about graphics card, uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum and most other cryptocurrencies are doing extremely well this week. So congratulations if you have got any cryptocurrencies. Uh, if you haven't, well, tough luck, uh, because you're not going to get a graphics card. Um, but because... <laughs> Because of the mining profitability, uh, CPUs are actually starting to become more profitable at mining as well, which could mean that there's going to be shortages of CPUs as well going forward. So they're not, not as profitable as graphics cards, but because the prices are going up, it does mean they're getting more profitable. So let's hope I'm wrong. And my other tip was going to be about graphics cards, but Jen's already pinched that one. So uh, I'll, I'll let her have that one. I won uh, that one fair and square. <laughs> that's it. So um, let's uh, just check chat first before we go into the main topic. So, yeah. Um, so I think Jason says, uh, how busy has everyone been this week? Personally, we started off a bit slow, and then it sort of picked up as the week's gone. Call-out's been all right. Retail sales have been a bit slow. About the only retail stores, I'm uh, sorry, retail sales that people have been wanting from us are GeForce graphics cards, which mm. I think we've already mentioned that one. Um, so there's only so Could many we can get do a couple of SSDs and all, you know, genuine work. But um... yeah. Nothing over the top. Oh. The retail so side we... is, is a bit, um, they're wanting cheap but brand new laptops, which is not possible. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you can have cheap and secondhand, or you can have new and expensive. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. So uh, Peter saying, replying to Jason saying, yeah, super busy, uh, need the weekend to recharge. I think we, yeah, we've mm. got busier as the week's gone on. Started off pretty much dead on Monday. Uh, I think we were lucky to get anyone even in the store on Monday, and it's just gone up from there. And I think people were too busy uh, going to the Primark, getting the hair cut, uh, and getting uh, going to the well, the bar basically to go and get uh, a beer or whatever by us. So. Uh, 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 Kuna's saying TRX also is a good coin. Uh, I've not seen too much about that one, Kunal, but um, no, obviously, advice from us, financial advice. We're not financial advisors or anything like that. So, obviously, if you go and buy loads of Bitcoins and graphics cards to do mining and it goes bust, well, 
I didn't advise you. So just <laughs> three in there. Um, so uh, Victoria saying evening, everyone, and Paul saying have a question for you after the intros. Uh, okay, we'll go back to that in a minute if it's after the intros. Um, first of all, before we go into the main show, we've got this week's sponsor. And if I can actually find the button for it, here we go. Fabs Auto Backup, one of the most useful and affordable tech tools on the market. Gone are the days where you had to back up user email settings in Outlook, copy and paste document folders from one drive to another, and save all your bookmarks separately. Fabs Auto Backup does all that with ease. Just run the ultra-portable program on your PC, click Backup Now, choose where you want to back up the user profile, then... Tick the boxes of what you want to back up, and it will do it all for you with ease. And if you are a Tech for Text member, you get an extra 25% discount on Fab's Auto Backup 7 Pro. Well, thank you very much for sponsoring us this week, Fab's Backup. And if you didn't know why Fab's Backup's called Fab's Backup, it was the guy who makes it is called Fabrice, hence Fab's. Um, <laughs> so, right. So let's go on to the main show then. So, uh, so well, today's topic is obviously regarding refurbishing tech. So we're going to hopefully go through quite a few subjects regarding it. So why to refurb stock, where to get it from, what tools you need, and all the way from how to do it and so forth. So we've got some experts on today, or hopefully they'll call themselves experts anyway. Um, so we'll go through that. And obviously, if you've got any questions in chat, feel free obviously, to ask the questions, and we'll get to them as soon as we can. So let's go on to, well, let's actually talk about why we should refurbish tech first. So let's start off with Ben. So Ben, why should we refurbish tech? Is there a specific reason you can think of? Um, green credentials, doing a bit for the planet. The amount of stuff okay. that goes to landfill, e-waste every year, if we can do a bit and try and save some stuff, newer computers, still very usable with your i3s, your i5s, that sort of thing, you know. Um, yeah, save a lot of it going to landfill, not to mention the sort of monetary side of things, but yeah. Laptop sales are, yeah, well, as Jason's just commented, laptop sales are going through the roof at the moment. Um, so it's refurbishment's a good market to be in at the moment. Okay, so that's pretty good. Tim, can you think of any other reasons why people should refurbish stock other than the green uh, bit? Yeah, generally, um, I found that a lot of the of a lot of the newer laptops they're not made in as they're not as solid as the older ones to a degree. Um, just comparing, for example, the, the gaming laptop I've got now to the one I got twelve years ago. For example, it's still being used by my by my other half today. Um, so if it's still working, it's just a case of upgrading a hard drive in it to an SSD, uh, that kind of thing. Then why not make use of it? Yeah, that's a pretty good idea, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, and I must admit, it's uh, uh, a good thing. So let's go on to Mark. Do you have any other ideas why people should refurbish tech? Well, from a consumer viewpoint, it's simply good value for money. I mean, look at what you can get at the lower end of the brand new market. Things like the wonderful HP Stream that I know everybody on here absolutely loves. <laughs> yeah, when you can get much better stuff for the majority of what people use their machines for on the re on the refurbished market, 
then why buy this new stuff that's basically destined for the landfill straight away? That's it. Well, we, we won't penalise you for swearing with that HP stream word, <laughs> um, basically. But yeah, HP streams, I think that's ever a text nightmare, that one. Uh, well, I suppose some people actually make profit out of it, but uh, it's not my favourite um, thing to I, work on, that for sure. I would say uh, if if you ask me um, on the business side of things, there's more money to be made uh, refurbishing and selling refurbs, then there is a brand new computer. Now, other my customers will say, oh, this 500-pound computer you just sold me. Oh, you're making a killing on that. I'm actually not making as much money on that as I would a 250-pound refurb. It's true. Yeah. Um, it's When you um, refurb your tech, Someone comes in and says, oh, will you dispose of this for me? And you pull out their hard drive and safe dispose of it. And you give it a good going over with uh, something like PC check and make sure everything else is okay. It's a bit um, heartbreaking to see anything real good go in the bin. I'm like you, uh, Ben. It, why? send it to a, a landfill just because one person didn't like it or didn't want to invest in um, what it takes to bring it back up to scratch again. Mm -hmm. If you've got the resources lying about the shop, why not just stick in a, a small SSD if you have one, maybe a, a small uh, 120 gigabyte or something like that upwards. And um, if it needs a, a keyboard or something, those are cheap enough to get most of the time, most of the time, uh, and um, and make some good profit. Mm. There's always going to be somebody out there that can't afford new technology, but needs a laptop uh, or or a tower, and uh, yeah, have yeah. it there. Yeah, that's some some good advice. So I'm going to say, uh, from what I've got noted down, I think everyone's commented on the reasons why I would um, resell it. Green, obviously, and the profit, obviously, options on there. And you can change the speeds of them quite drastically as well, because a lot of the refurbished especially the laptops come with a traditional hard drive in just get rid of that hard drive stick an ssd in and it's yeah. a completely different beast even a bottom end one you can see a huge difference with a solid state drive in it so yeah i'm just looking at some of the chat and people are saying obviously about the graphics cards i think that's a big subject at the moment and i think we're going to be talking about this every week for the next year to be honest <laughs> with you um but uh uh, I can see the prices of graphics cards going up. Um, yeah, yeah. Exactly Peter says so. Says. It's it's going up every week. It seems it seems uh, uh, a little bit here and a little bit there, and it seems to be going up. And we'll say it's very high prices. So it's not just uh, eBay prices are high and Amazon and stuff like that. It seems to be high at distribution as well because I know like some of the prices what nvidia say the recommended retail prices are and the what prices at distribution so a lot of cases are not far off double the price mm -hmm. uh, and then obviously then they're doubling the price yet again to stick it on ebay mm -hmm. so one thing what we are doing with our graphics cards we're 
rather than people buying them and then reselling them on as like for scalping and stuff. I think Ben's doing a similar similar thing actually. Is we're only putting them in like brand new machines or if people wanting specific machines and we're keeping them on one side for current customers rather than new customers. Um, mm-hmm. So we're mainly so for example photo studios, video studios, any CAD workers, businesses what need them specifically rather than just want a slightly higher frame rate on the games. Obviously, if there's any left over from there, then we'll sell sell them on from there. But again, for the amount we can get hold of, there's not much you can do. Right. Okay. So we know why we should refurbish the stuff is where do you get the items from to refurbish? I'll leave that to the open floor. So where, where should we get refurbished item items from? Any ideas, guys? Anyone? Okay. Go on, then. Um, yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, uh, I've in, in some cases I've, I've got multiple sources. There's, I actually fix computers for some customers, and then I actually occasionally get customers that say, "Okay, I'm finished with it," or I've got them lying around, or my son or my daughter's just gone and done, gone to uni, got a load of them, left them at mum and dad's house. Um, I get donations, literally, mm-hmm. and well, yeah, they might be old. Some of them. They're actually in really good condition because they've basically been sat in the cupboard for, in some cases, I think one of them was about two years, for example. Mm. Um, I say that's just one of the angles I've got. I've, I've found the other one is occasionally the local, 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 you know, pe- people around the kids that I know where mum and dad have got too much money and they just want rid of the kit. Again, parents, you say, okay, I'll give you X for it, and they just. That's so. That's two ways I've found to get hold of them quite quite easily for refurbing it. So no, yeah. that sounds pretty good. Um, did you have something to add on to that, Jen, or was it along the yeah, same lines? Um, you can a lot of times besides your customers coming in and and saying, "Can you dispose of this for me?" Um, you can also uh, work with people in your uh, community. Uh, you know, like um, Sam at ALM in our uh, little forum, he does refurbished laptops, and I think Ben does something like that as well, if I'm right. And so if you're a a, a computer store like we are, you can work with people that um, refurbish and everything, buy them off them, sell them in your store as well. So there's yeah. a, a good market out there for that. Yeah, that's true. It's a good market. I'm going to say Ben is uh, one of the uh, resellers in the group, should we sell? He does He does sell a lot of laptops, I think. Um, so I won't ask him where he gets all his from because that will probably be uh, – <laughs> <laughs> I don't want him to lose his trade there. But, uh, but yeah, obviously one way you can refurbish stuff yourself or you can buy the refurbished stuff from someone who's refurbished it, So, uh, which is always a good idea. Obviously, if someone like Ben or, um, like you said, Sam at ALM, um, obviously you know they've tested everything beforehand, so there should yeah. be very little issue. So all you've got to basically do is – plug it in and away you go and sell it um so that's definitely definitely one thing um kuno saying in chat so leasing companies often upgrade kit for offices and school and get rid of kits at almost nothing yeah that's a good good um good way of doing it one thing i've um 
uh, seen people do, and we must admit we did it in the past. We don't really need to these days, but uh, um, we used to have a sign outside the store. I think it was actually provided by Target Components. I'm not sure if they still got it or not, but it was basically like a, a wanted poster. It was like uh, wanted, dead or alive, laptops up to £100 or something along that line. So your customers could bring stuff in. Yeah. You could basically... <laughs> Give them, obviously, it's up to you if you accept them or not. And I do advise you test stuff before you accept it because there's usually a reason why people are bringing stuff in. But the thing is, at the moment, there is a lot of people struggling with money and they do want to get rid of stuff. So you need to help them out, but obviously not rip them off at the same time. But just remember, you've got obviously, they'll probably expect to get a hell of a lot more in some cases than what you're wanting to give. The thing is, they don't realise you may have to relicense it, you may have to upgrade it and repair bits, new power cables, batteries, and solid-state drives, and so forth. Um, so just make it clear to them, obviously, when you're doing that. Also, if you are supplying new kit, with this is where a lot of our stuff comes from, is um, people will say they don't want their old one and just say can we use it for parts or whatever or you can refurbish it or you can have a buy it off them or in some cases people just say i don't want to just bring an old laptop and say i don't want this anymore um basically can you safely um dispose of it or repair it or refurbish it obviously if they want it specifically disposing that's another story but if they say you can use it for parts then well it's your game basically so um when you do refurbish um whatever tech it is um please make sure that you account for your costings before you put a price on it because you don't want to sell it at a loss if you've had to put let's just say a hundred pounds into it and you're only selling it for 70 that's a 30 pound loss so keep a tally of what you spend on it even down to uh, just the least little thing if it's a new keyboard, if it's a, a power cable, a kettle lead, or whatever, that's your money that you're spending that you're you've got to account for. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's important that you account for your labor, the time mm-hmm. you spend as well, yeah. because your time is not free. You need to pay that's yourself true. for your time. Um, yeah, one. Sorry, go ahead, Ben. Sorry, I, I think I was going to say if I can um, go back to the, the original question about why refurbish as well. I was going to say one of the other sort of key reasons for repurposing over buying brand new is you buy brand new and you get faults out of manufacturer's warranty until it's a few years old you're kind of very much stuck with going back to manufacturer for the parts you buy a repurposed machine that's already three years old the parts are fairly mainstream you've got Dell latitudes and covid obviously to one side before covid parts were very much easy to get hold of not so much now but your sort of main brands like your Dell Latitudes, your HP Pavilions, there is it. Um, mm-hmm. Quite easy generally to get parts for. So, uh, you're with HP tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As Jason's saying, yeah, it's worth buying them anyway, even if they are faulty, because the screens yeah. may be worth something, keyboards, ribbons, yeah. Yeah. and so forth. And especially at the moment, while you're uh, struggling to get hold of stock, you never know, you may buy something what 
you can use to repair something else as well. So I know laptops are not as uh, straightforward as PCs within parts because all the chassis are pretty much different and so forth. And if it's a HP, it's probably disintegrating as well. But uh, uh, <laughs> sorry if there's any HP reps in the audience. Uh, if you want to prove me wrong on consumer-grade HP stuff, feel free to send me some stuff to test, and I'll make sure I put it through a good testing for you. Um, so, the, right. The the business grade side of HP is is pretty decent. I've got a, I hate to admit it, I've got a business grade HP laptop, and I guess the thing's at least ten years old, and it's it has gone to Target Open Day with me for as long as I can remember, and it has only had to have a replaced solid state drive in it, and I did that over lockdown. So, I mean, they've got some things that are good. The business grade side, yeah. Some, the consumer grade side, oh, don't get me started. I, 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 often, <laughs> say it. I often say it. You know, you got your, like, obviously got your Dell, Vostro, and Insprins, and they're just oh, yeah. nasty as a consumer grade HPs. I'm not, I'm not going to sort of yeah. sit here and sing Dell's praises. I love Dell stuff. And At one time, Vostro was really good. Yeah, it's all about latitude five and seven zero. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would say about eighty five percent, eighty five percent what sells Dell latitudes generally. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're just they're absolute workhorses. Yeah, they are workhorses. You know, they just run forever and ever basically. So. Yeah, that's it. Peter's saying um, in in chat that the pavilions is laughing out loud. Uh, Pro books and elite books, I would have thought might be a bit better. So yeah, um, longer support for firmware updates and stuff like that. One thing, what Jason Price is saying as well in chat is uh, he offers fifty percent. Uh, sorry, not fifty percent. Fifty pounds off any new laptop when they trade in the old one. Um, so that's a pretty that. good way of doing it um, because a lot of places I, I know like. I dread to say it, PC world, another swear word. Um, they do a similar thing a lot of times, 50 quid off a new laptop or whatever. So it's a, it's a, it's a good good way of doing it. Do you have any thoughts on this um, yourself? Um, uh, sorry, do you have any thoughts on this, Mark? Or uh... Uh, Yeah, I frequently offer trade-ins. I get trade-ins from customers. I will take a bit off knowing that I can refurb their old unit. Uh, a lot mm-hmm. of my suppliers have already been mentioned, so I will occasionally get stuff from traders, whether that be already done up stuff or stuff I need to work on myself. Uh, I work with a couple of businesses to take their old kits, such as stuff they get off past employees. Usually it's in good conditions as long as that employee has left on good terms. I have seen very <laughs> result of stuff where they haven't. I'm about um, to just, yeah... I was going to say, yeah. cause, I mean, my background, I, I've done, I used to work in the construction sector, so I'm in building sites. So I've seen laptops where they'd be brand spanking new, but look like they were about 10 years old, just be covered in every form of bit of grime, dirt, you can imagine from these managers. And it wasn't unknown. This is where I've got a load that I'm hoping to come into with, from one of the local building sites because, um, yeah, at the end of a project, that's how – you might say we used to um, inherit laptops because they just give them give away at the end of it. Yeah. They they yeah. want something. They say, okay, give us fifty quid for it or something like that, and pay presto, brand new laptop for it. I see but, laptops like that, and they're not from construction sites. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just using that for example, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Well, I think we see some good examples of dirty laptops with uh, very suspicious marks and stuff on them sometimes. Uh, you know, I'll back, leave it at that before I put people off. <laughs> back to the, the trade-in thing, um, I, I used to do a, a, a good bit in you know, giving a little off on a new computer or something like that from the general public. But I, I've kind of gotten away from that now. It has to be really, really special and almost flawless before I will buy off the public because I know I've, I've got to warranty that product, you know. And I don't know what kind of mistreating it's had, what it's gone through, what baby milk has been spilt on it and whatnot. So I, I, I'm really careful with, with what I purchase. It, it almost has to be pristine condition and, and or I know that person and their lifestyle. Uh, like say a little lady that I know, uh, she passed away, one of our customers and her laptop sat in the same position from the day Phil delivered it till the day he collected it for her her uh, niece. And I don't know why she had a laptop because she used it as a desktop, but it stayed in the same position. And Phil knew she was extra particular with it, just always kept it really nice and neat and clean. People like that, I will, I'll make, you know, a little wiggle room with, but uh, for the most part, uh, I don't tend to buy off the public. Mm -hmm. I do, but I take my chances and I price accordingly. Mm. Yeah. yeah, you've got yeah. to get the pricing right. If you get the yeah. pricing right, you should be all right because obviously you'll get. If you're not spending a lot, then you're not risking a lot, then are you? So, but yeah. uh, but I suppose if you're doing like um, I think it was Jason said 50 quid off sort of thing that's not bad really because you're making well hopefully you're making a hell of a lot more than 100 pound mm. on it so if you're knocking 50 quid off um, you're only knocking a small amount off and then if you are one of these companies what do strip them down resell them use them for parts it could be quite profitable we don't we, we generally don't have much time to do any of that to be honest but so we would probably pass on that but i can see where it is a, a good idea from some um Cormie was saying about uh let's have a look how would you feel feel about selling refurb gaming laptops would there be uh, much pressure on them Ooh, um, i don't know if i'd want that i usually pressure test them before i say to the customer leave it with me for half an hour or an hour or something i run a test program on it make sure it's all 100 percent from doing gaming myself, I know the abuse that I put on the, the PCs that I've got and the laptop as well. So yep. I always test it, and there have been cases I've suggested to it in cases I've gone and said, no, unless you want me to give you some, because basically they thrashed, the kids have thrashed it, for yeah. example. And I know the graphics cards are on its way out, and the graphics cards for those are irreplaceable now especially. So, yeah. Yeah. I buy refurb I buy and refurbish gaming laptops. I don't have an issue with it. Um, generally, run them on Unigen Heaven just to make sure before you put them out, give them a bit of stress mm -hmm. test, kind of like what Tim says. But yeah, if it's a trade and a take on a case by case basis, um, I can't say I've really been stung on gaming laptops. You obviously get more for them. Um, I mean, not all gaming laptops are totally thrashed either. I mean, I personally speaking, I've got a seven, eight year old. 
uh, Asus ROG G750. Um, I do very little gaming. That's got a 770M graphics card on it. The most graphics intensive game I run it is Diablo 2, <laughs> which is way back in 2002. I've got to remember that. <laughs> yeah, it's I, I quite think, an old one. <laughs> I, bought it I, I liked it. I, I bought that laptop purely because I love the audio on the Asus ROG series. Obviously, being a gaming laptop, you get the full HD panels, 70-inch panel that you might not get in the sort of modern and the normal version of the machine. You get the backlit keyboards, that sort of stuff. You know, it's all little extras. Um, mm -hmm. I'm on my third Rodge now, and I just love them. They're just brilliant machines, and they're, they're pretty well built. Um, yeah, I don't think I'd be able to have a gaming laptop, even though I don't do much gaming to justify it. Sorry, go ahead. I'm very much the same. I've, I've got a Dell XPS as my everyday machine, and the most taxing thing it does is Netflix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it, I think it's one of those things you can... It's a bit like with cars. You can have a top-end sports car, and someone's looked after it really well, and then you could have a bottom-of-the-end Fiesta, and someone's thrashed it to hell. Yeah. Um, so I think it it's just down to the individual things. Some people just want a big gaming machine because it's got a big screen on it. Um, and loudspeakers, like Ben said, they're probably all they want to do is play Solitaire or well something else uh, <laughs> but something more basic um uh but yeah i think it's really de depending on uh, on the the user of it so obviously if you're buying it from someone and they say they've been playing games 24 7 on it then i'd question that one but uh but again the best you can do is test stuff thoroughly uh we always do 24 hours on any testing but yeah. uh but, and if there's a question yeah, we'll do 48 Mm -hmm. Are you going to say something, Ben? Yeah, I generally find more so with gaming laptops than with other stuff, the overall condition of it is a really good indication of how it's been used. You mm -hmm. generally find most gaming laptops are coming in sort of grade A, maybe grade B at a push, and you know them well looked after it. So when you get the grade C stuff, you just know it's been thrashed about, it's been overclocked, it's been, yeah, just really wrecked. And you, I offer a low value on stuff that comes in looking tatty because condition on gaming laptops in particular is everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One way of on gaming laptops to see if how worn they are is just have a look at the W, A, S, and D key. Uh, <laughs> if you can't read the W, A, S, and D, generally that means that it's been used a lot. But uh, Also the touchpad. Yeah. Make yeah. sure if, if, it's, if there's a dent in the touchpad, you know that someone has really been giving it's it some power. Button, yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah, that's a that's a that's a common one where you can tell a lot of gamers and that goes for desktops as well. I'm about um, to say, has someone been looking at my keyboard or my my computer? Uh, yeah, is it a bit worn? Is it? It's a well used ten year old keyboard. Put it this way, and I, yeah, I put it through hell. So <laughs> you haven't got the tipex out and started writing the letters on again, have you, or whatever? Not yet. <laughs> Right. Okay. Let's move the conversation on a little bit. So I think we've covered from where to get it um, and uh, basically why you should. Um, what tools do you need to actually refurbish these? Uh, as in, do you, you obviously we mentioned testing, but how how do you test them? Uh, and what tools do you use, or how do you add things to? Uh, upgrade them so i'm going to start with ben again because he's the uh, so-called expert in the group no no pressure there. no thank you <laughs> as it's so called um yeah yeah tools tools are really you want a really decent pine screwdriver set um 
I actually happen to have bought mine off Amazon, sorry. Um, but I believe I picked it to a drawing <laughs> set as well. Um, in fact, I think Mark's just getting his iFixit toolkit out. Yep. I, I fixed it. it. Yeah. Swear by it. It's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Um, I fixed it again. Upgrade-wise, biggest upgrade in the last couple of years has got to be the SSD drives. Um, mm -hmm. I sell pretty much all refurbished machines. I don't sell a thing now with a hard drive in it unless it's as a secondary drive, like for your gaming laptops. Um, minimum 240 gigabyte SSD because I went through 120s for a while. Folks said too small, so listen to what folks were saying. Minimum 240s and everything now. Um, but yeah. They're pretty cheap upgrade, aren't they, as well, SSDs? For 240 gig SSD, what are you looking about? 20, 30 quid or whatever yeah. now? Or the... 25 quid, you get a heck of a lot yeah. of bank for your buck nowadays. You know, you get a lot. I mean, they're good, reliable. I mean, it's it's an ongoing conversation on the likes of Tech for Techs and other sites. What brand is best? Everyone's got their favorites. Person A will say, mm -hmm. oh, I love this brand, and person B will say, I hate it. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I have my preferred brand and I stick to it, sort of thing. So it's. Yeah. So what is your preferred brand, Ben? I, I, I was very cautious there. answering that, Phil. I didn't want to mention any sort of brand names. Just... Feel free, but if everyone else calls you tomorrow and wonders why you're not buying from them, then uh, don't worry, <laughs> me. I, I buy for a few distributors, so they should all be happy, Phil. Okay. <laughs> uh, mainly I buy, I've, I've probably used about five, 600 Kingstons in the last sort of 12, 18 months, and I've, I think I had two failures out of them, so they've been really quite reliable. Uh, it's either Kingston Crucial Sandisk that I yeah. normally go for. Just, yeah, I, I don't get the cheaper brands because it's a false economy. You know, you save yourself a few quid on an SSD and no, it just you get a far higher failure rate. I bought brands that are cheaper. I learned that. I basically every so often I try a different brand, but I'll be very careful when I do. I'll take a test batch of maybe 10 or 20. And I'll put them in, and then I'll go back to my normal brand, and I'll leave them in for a couple of months, and I'll see if there's any failures. Or I think one brand I bought, which I, w I won't name, um, I bought a batch of ten, and two were two were failed DOA. So surprised to see I didn't go back to them again. Um, <laughs> one tool that uh, I noticed that no one is saying that they're using is software related uh, to check out their laptops before they refurbished them. I expected the screwdriver part. Uh, I kept waiting for someone to say, oh, I use this software to check it out to see it's working okay. But for me, I, I use uh, the Eurosoft PC check. Same that I do my diagnostics with in the shop. Um, it's a life-saving, time-saving tool. I just plug in the stick, let it boot up to it, and it does its thing, and I can be doing my other things that I have to while it's testing a, a system. Time saver all the way around and money saver uh, with that. And then I've got my Draper tools. I'll go ahead and join in with you guys. I've got a set of Draper tools that are mine. And when I see Phil pick them up, I'm smacking <laughs> Smack him around the head and tell him to put those down. Those are mine. Go get your own. Because he lost his one of his out. And um, <laughs> I was like, nope, you're not going to lose my tools. So um, I'll make him put my tools down. <laughs> I have a, a magnetic strip where I put my screws from the back of the laptop in just the way they came off of it. So I know where it's going and everything. And also I don't lose them. 
So I like keep organized with that. And I even put the little rubber feet, if I have to take the rubber feet off to get to another screw, I take those and put them on the magnetic strip as well. So I'm well organized when I do that. See, a lot gets done when you're out of the shop, Phil. Yeah, well, that's why I leave all the work to you, so you can do it all on your own, rather than stick the feet up at home. I don't mind. Um, so, yeah, Jason's saying that he uses um, Eurosoft a lot as well. He also uses uh, UXD Quick Tech Professional. I've not used that one, to be honest with you. Um, but he's saying, um, in his opinion, it's slightly better um, and has got a few more features as well, so something to think about. But Eurosoft, we've not had any issues with, to be honest with you. We, yep. uh, we've got what is it uefi version windows version and the old um traditional um i can't even remember the name of it now the old uh, i think they're just called standard pc check i think it is uh, yeah. uh version and they are very good they're not cheap programs by all means but they definitely pay for the cells and it's one they're of those things that you, you can renew them every year if you wish but to my knowledge i think if you buy it you can carry on using it you just can't do any updates after the first year so yeah. it's sort of like a sort of subscription if you want to keep it up to date but in all honesty how often do they update the bioses and stuff to uh, and things change really to make much of a difference unless they bring out some brand new features and stuff then that's another thing yeah, um yeah, um, so anyone else got any more tools, what they use, other than... Yeah, I mean, to say, the one thing to say, you said about having the right screwdriver kit. I mean, yeah, that's the key, key thing. I think the key thing that I've made sure I have with that, which hasn't been mentioned, is, for example, I, I get a lot of... Re, some, I partially get refurbed Mac, old MacBook Pros, as MacBooks, that kind of thing as well. So we all know those pesky little specific Mac, Mac screws that are... The triangular ones are about 0.2 mil or something ridiculous. Um, yeah, making sure I've got that. There's things, for example, I've got, Jenny, what you said about having the organisation, you know where all the bits went, all the screws yeah. go. Um, one of the suppliers I use for screens, I, don't, I must have spent way too much money with them last year. Um, they sent me a voucher and they said, put this code in the website, and they sent one of the big rubber organizer kind of trays you can get with magnetic bars on it with little yep. sections for all the components and everything oh so, that would be my dream there <laughs> it's a white surface but at the same time all the screws don't go flying if, if particularly yeah. when I'm, sometimes if some of the stuff i'm doing i can't get in the office i do it from home and I, all i'm saying is i've got an eight-year-old kid who can be a little bit hyperactive sometimes so <laughs> it's um one way i don't lose bits or it gets knocked or that yeah. kind of thing so yeah we, ha we have a nephew that was um very interesting let's put it like that at, at times in his youth he used to love though to hang out with me in the store uh it, it just blew him away and um i used to tell him you can you can come in the store, but you've got to sit there in Uncle Phil's chair and be still and don't get into anything. And I, I will let you play on Uncle Phil's computer as long as you, you know, stay in that game and don't mess about. And he would sit there and and sometimes he would forget where he was and want to squirm about and he knocked over my screws one day and 
I don't have to tell you how that look came across from me. And he got down there and started picking them up. I said, now, what if that had been someone's laptop screws? And uh, he he really was very apologetic. So I know what it's like having a little one running around and everything. They they just forget, oh, God, I've got dads or, or Aunt Jenny and Uncle Phil's <laughs> precious things in, in my way. And I, I'd like to have something like that to, to keep organized with. Yeah, they get carried away and overexcited and forget. Yeah. But uh, yeah. well, the kids, after all, I think we all do that now and again ourselves. To be honest, how many times have you knocked over a pot of screws or whatever yourselves and whatever? Doesn't matter how many, how organised you keep it. There's always that one time. It might be just once where you knock your screws over and it's oh god, I've got to find all these screws now. <laughs> it, it happens, or you get a screw out of a laptop, and even though you've got a nice tray of magnetic magnetic strip to put it on, it just happens to fall off the end of your screwdriver on the floor as yeah. it's doing, and it bounces everywhere, and you you're then looking for it for half an hour. It's always so, the one. One screw that's different than the rest yep. of them. Yeah, it's always that the one. The one uh... that you can't find in your screw pot. You got. You can take it and you can nurture that screw, and you can put it on top of the building to keep it safe. But it's gonna go missing. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. Without fail. Yeah. That's it. As long as when you put the laptop back together, you don't have screws left over. That's that's always a good sign. <laughs> Been there. Many a time. You look in there and you're thinking, right, I've got two screws left. Where they come from? I'm pretty sure I've wrote all this down. <laughs> what have I done yeah, now? Been underneath the, the ones underneath the keyboard or something like that. But, but, uh, I must, it's been a while since I've done that, but I must admit. Yeah, I here too. But... <laughs> right, so uh, I think that's how we check them. Um, so once we've done all those things, obviously it's time to sell them. So how do we sell them? Where do we sell them to? Who do we sell them to? So let's start off with you, Ben. I think everyone knows this answer because obviously you sell to everyone else by the sounds of it. But uh, <laughs> if um... I sell to a few folk in Tech Protects group. Uh, very nice people, generally. Um, well, like, generally. Nice people, <laughs> <laughs> Good save there. <laughs> um, as you'll probably know, Phil, and I'm sure others will know from show a couple of weeks ago, I don't do any selling on certain online platforms. <laughs> Not anymore. Um, high fees. Lots of returns for no good reason, so I, I can that on the head. Um, a lot of it's word of mouth. Um, Facebook Marketplace is brilliant for, yeah, brilliant platform for selling on no fees. Generally, people are really decent, so, yeah. Do you sell just to um, to other stores, or do you sell residential as well? Uh, end user on trade, yeah. And, yeah, okay, so you, basically anyone, you'll, 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 you'll make a penny from anyone. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Well, I'm Scottish, Phil. So what do you expect? I wasn't going to say anything. Uh, so I was. I'll let, I'll let Mark say though. I'm going to say uh, that you two seem well acquainted with each other. So, uh, all right. Do, do you have any um, ideas on that, Tim? Uh, how to sell them, or how would you sell them? Uh, so, from from experience, I'm fine. Facebook Marketplace is good. Certainly good for getting the word out. I mean, usually I put one or two on Facebook Marketplace. And then go, oh, well, why are you there? Have you got any? So I might say then bring out four or five others to give me choice. 
um, again, from that, it kind of goes word of mouth. So I don't have to spend all my time monitoring Facebook for it, which can be quite time-consuming with all the alerts you get on it and all the leads you get where people sometimes say, is it still available? And then you never hear from them ever again. Yeah. Um, so, but, yeah, so kind of word of mouth has worked for me a lot. Um eBay, I considered, looked at, and then saw what the fees were and, as I say, past experiences. I mean, I've sold some bits privately on eBay myself this years ago, um, old computer components I couldn't use anymore after upgrading stuff. And, yeah, I got burnt with that personally once by someone saying, oh, I sent it, oh, I never got it kind of thing. But I know they did because they actually signed for it, which is the crazy bit. Um, but... Yeah, so I stick to Facebook, to word of mouth. I've got my own um, online store that I'm currently working on as well, which I'm going to be using for it as well, along with all the components that I'm going to be doing. But same time, I've got the, I've got a window in the building that I work in that I can use as well, which I just put a couple in there. It's a locked room, so it just sits in front of the window, like almost like a shop window, and. Um, they can look at them, then they, if they're interested, it just, yeah, it's got my details and, yeah, again, a couple of key ones there. They're not powered, there's no nothing with them. So, yeah, so. I use Facebook, but I use it a little bit differently. I'll make a post, I'll take some pictures around the store of what my offerings are, and I'll make a post and say, um, just just in these laptops from so-and-so on prices on pre-loved and from so-and-so price on the new laptops. We offer such and such warranty on so-and-so call in the shop today, you know, and you'd be surprised how people engage in that and, and come into my shop just from me taking the picture. I've got to do that um, tomorrow since we're back in, you know, out of lockdown and everything. I haven't taken a picture, but I will be doing and hopefully mm -hmm. pulling some trade with it. That's good. When you guys say you're using the Facebook marketplace, are you using like the selling groups or are you using like the shop feature on your Facebook page or how, how are you, what, in what way do you mean to start with Ben? Yeah, so yeah, just listing on the actual for sale sites um, on the mar or just yeah, the individual selling sites as well as the actual marketplace page. Um, yeah, just that sort of thing. It's quite good. Uh, I've also got my own business page, and like what Jen's saying, you can have a post about laptops from X to X, or I've just got this batch of machines in, so many available, such and such a price. Yeah. Um, yeah, that sort of thing. I, I think the other thing is as well. It's really important with networking with people. You get new customers from that as well. You know, you, you chat to other businesses and they'll say, oh, I've got a customer who might want X, Y, and Z, that sort of thing as well. You know, it's the amount of work you get from that can be, yeah, yeah quite quite good. Mm -hmm. Is that the same for you then, Tim? Uh, yeah, generally. So the networking side is the thing that really gets me the sales, to be honest with you. Um, local word of mouth. Um, I mean, I live in an area where there's lots of uh, people on Facebook that they say they do it as a hobby, but they're always saying, right, okay, give me your laptop, and then they're selling something, yeah, privately, we'll say. So 
yeah, I say the, the difference, key thing I always say is that I offer a warranty to a degree on the item, that kind of thing. But I put terms and conditions to it. So if I see signs that anyone else has gone and played with it, if they bring it back, yeah. so it doesn't work, null and void and photos to go with it. So, yeah, have your conditions in place with all the selling stuff. That's what I always say with it. And if it's secondhand, I say do a few months, not period of time, usual time for a new thing, that kind of thing. But, yeah, I always no. still, even if it looks like it's got a crack in the corner when you, you sell it and they see it when they do it, I've still got, you know, if they say it's all of a sudden three quarters around the thing, you've got a question, what have you done with it? That's it. Yeah. What about you, Mark? Have you got any ways um, you specifically sell stuff or...? So primarily, I moved to eBay at the start of the first lockdown. Before that, I was typically listing on Facebook Marketplace, again, on the general marketplace and through the sale groups in the local area and through Gumtree as well. Although that was the main thing that succeeded in doing was getting a load of spam calls trying to sell me phone contracts to my phone number, which was great. <laughs> uh, I will champion eBay, actually. I've had a lot of success with it. I previously didn't dabble with ebay because i thought it's going to be too much hassle trying to post stuff and get it out there safely it's going to be too high on the fees but for me it's not been too bad i've done really well out of it and i'm looking to continue i'm going back to facebook marketplace now as restrictions are starting to lift but i can see me continuing with ebay for quite a while i've managing to price stuff much higher than i would get locally on facebook marketplace which sort of negates the fees Okay, that sounds pretty uh, good then. So uh, I think Ben's I've been done the opposite way around. Well, you? So what's Cormy say? Um, so he sells from his business page using uh, paid ads as well. I've so done that's another that way. as well. Yeah. The, the, so, the, uh, sorry, sorry, I, I, I was um, I was going to say the thing with the Facebook Marketplace. I find it's very area dependent because I've got customers in let's say, northern parts of the country, and they put stuff in Marketplace and they can't get nothing for it. And then you get other places, more affluent areas of the country, they put stuff on and it just sells in five minutes flat and they get top money. It's, um, yeah, I've got, I've got some guys I deal with, they just can't sell anything locally at all. And they champion eBay. And a bit like what you were saying, Mark, you know, you get more money from selling through eBay than you do get locally. Whereas I'm vice versa, I can get more selling locally than I can through eBay because... I just find because eBay is such a flooded market and very yeah. saturated, it rises yeah. prices down, if anything. I find yeah. that locally. Well, I, 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 won't, I won't let it happen are. locally. The <laughs> <laughs> well, way, way we've always um, done our business or, uh, or how planned is always to attract people to come to us or to provide stuff locally. And the reason being is, okay, you can sell stuff on eBay or whatever and get more money for it. But again, it's everyone it's there, up to them how they do things. But if you, you're selling it on, then you, uh, on there, you're not sort of promoting your business locally, if you know what I mean. So if you sell a laptop locally, then there's a chance that someone else might go, oh, where you get that laptop from? Or they may say, oh, yeah, we got it from blah, 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 computers down the road or whatever. So we've always been more of get people in the door 
rather than sell from miles away because then people will try and remember. And it's, well, it's worked for us. And obviously, um, everyone's different, and some people make a, a small killing selling stuff on the likes of eBay and Amazon and so forth, uh, whether it's new or secondhand. Um, just before we finish the show, guys, is there any comments what we've not talked about, which we've missed, or anything like that? You guys who are watching, is there any other topics you want to talk about quickly before we finish the show? Um, I don't know. Could be anything from your business insurance all the way up to what your favourite processor is. Uh, well, that's if you can get them. Um, so let's have a look. What's Alison saying? Just started reusing Next Door. Yeah, I think who was it who mentioned Next Door to us? Was it? Um, it was Alison. Was it Bruno? Alison mentioned it to me not long ago, and I'm on Next Door. Um, mm-hmm. And it's it's a pretty good little thing, but our next door um, is not a selling platform as much as it is a lost dog um, who forgot to put the bins out and a moan group. I hate to say it. So um, I think it just depends on what area you're in <laughs> as to which next door is going to be like. Yeah, that's it. I'm gonna. I think it was Bruno. I think he mentioned it as one of his tips when he was on the show, uh, probably about six months ago or something like that. But yeah, I've seen a few people mention next door. Um, yeah. So yeah, Peter says it was. And uh, yes, call me or Cormac or King of Ireland or whatever you want to be known as, Chicken Man. I have had my hair cut. Thank you very much. <laughs> Uh, Doesn't so look that, nice. That, that should have been my new story of the day. Finally managed to get my hair cut. Um, so uh, uh, <laughs> I was actually surprised I didn't have to wait too long. So um, did we went, mention warranties? That's a good thing. We didn't mention warranties. Um, so what do you guys offer for warranties then? What does it involve, not involve? How long is it? And so forth. Let's start off with you, Ben. Uh, at the moment, I do 30-day whether it's hard, uh, sorry, whether it's trade sales or whether it's end user do thirty day, but I'm very fair. If you come back within a few days, etc., I'm fine. And if you have an issue within X amount of time, I'm also very fine. You know, it's you look after your customers at the end of the day. You know, it's you look after them, they look after you. And if someone comes back within a couple of months and they're saying they've got an issue and it needs new parts, I'll generally maybe say to them, look, just pay the cost of the part and it's free labor or something like that, you know, so you look after folk, you know, but yeah, warranty excludes uh, impact damage, excludes liquid damage, just the usual sort of caveats. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What about yourself, Tim? Um, generally, if it's, say, for refurb kit, generally I say up to a year for a refurb laptop, but again, it has the caveats on it, so any already marks that are already on there before if there was you know signs of wear and tear on it on the lids that kind of thing um yeah i always go back to them and say just go back look at the original pictures of when i took sold up of pre i sold the laptop to the customer that kind of thing um and then yeah again as ben said if it's a customer that said it's under the warranty i need to just parts i charge them within that time period after that, yeah, they get charged labour. So, okay. What about yourself, Mark? Thirty-day warranty, uh, generally excluding consumables like batteries, that kind of thing, mm. and use my own discretion. 
if something goes wrong on day 31, I'm not exactly going to turn away the customer. Yeah, you've got to um, have a degree us, of movability, don't you? Yeah, yeah. For, great discretion. For us, it's 30-day parts warranty. Um, and uh, uh, labor as well, parts and labor warranty in the 30 days. Uh, after 30 days, if you come to me and say, well, this it hasn't worked from day one. I'm I'm not about to do it under warranty. Now, if you tell me this has been an ongoing issue and you've put up with it and thought it would rectify itself, I'll feel it out. And if it's a customer that's been good in the past, you know, to buy off me, that goes a long way. If it's one that I know is just moan about everything and <laughs> well <laughs> that's a different topic a different day but you'd have to do it on a case-by-case -case basis after your warranty period mm. I, I think yeah. the other thing as well you, you, I, I put a minimum one hour idle time on warranty on the batteries because yeah it's, it's, a, it's another thing otherwise you get the older units yeah. and for short and mm. folks start complaining so yeah I'm, I'm quite cautious with I don't generally buy stuff that's older than if I can help it around about fourth or fifth generation now um, because of the fact that older units generally tend to get the faulty batteries. And the other thing I don't do is real time, I don't use third party batteries. They just, I try mm. them for a while, they just cause problems. Um, genuine batteries, genuine chargers. You just, yes. it costs a bit more for the unit, but you yep. get a lot less asshole customers, a lot happier. And yeah. That's it. Making the customers happy is always the main thing, isn't it? Uh, so we've got uh, Linux Lover 84 saying taking pics of laptops, desktops before before the sale is a good idea to uh, as proof uh, in case of uh, any difficulties or returns and so forth. Yeah, it's a good idea. One thing what we always do, and this um, goes with repairs as well, we note down how many hours the machine's been used for, or at least the hard drive. You can do that with different programs programs out there hd tune uh crystal disc info uh and a few others will tell you how many hours the machine's been used for so if the customer comes back to you and says i haven't used this since it was repaired or since i yeah. bought it you can say well actually you've used it for like five thousand hours um or whatever it may be you can um, also look well, in the history me, or <laughs> did. um so it's a bit like having mileage on a car is the best way of doing it as you say obviously if you replace the drive then it resets back to zero but uh, um but it's a, it's a good way of seeing how many hours it's been used for um so uh, uh that's uh uh one thing yeah. I do recommend. So, uh, I and a uh, from, I take four photos of everything I list online. If I mm -hmm. if I spot the defect, it gets a photo. Anything above the odd scratch here or there gets yeah. all on photos, properly detailed in the listing, so people can't yeah. say they weren't warned. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So always be honest when selling something. If there is scratches, marks, cracks, whatever, and you're selling it and it has got something like that on it, obviously you need to make sure whoever's buying it is aware of these things. Yeah. Uh, because the last thing you want them to turn around and scale, oh, I don't want it anymore because it's got a little scratch on the corner, what no one can see, uh, or something daft like that. So, yeah. um, uh, so uh, you, I, I, you, will, you will sell to people one uh, that has a scratch on it. That you have not seen, genuinely. There's no way to comb it over wonderfully. 
they're always going to catch you out on one. Um, I caught one. Um, I missed a, a piece about the size of an eyelash. And this lady moaned about it. She says, well, I was going to give it to my daughter for a gift. And she just puts it on my, my desk. And I said, well, why can't you? Well, you don't see the scratch. I was like, no. I did. I really couldn't see it. I had to pull my glasses out, put them on, I, even after she pointed it to him. Yeah, I, I was like, let me hang on a minute. Let me get my glasses. And oh, sure enough, it was there. But after you magnified it a few times, I could see it. <laughs> but she was right. You know, there was a small scratch and she yeah. needed compensating for that. You know, <laughs> she did not want her money back. She wanted compensating. And again, yeah. this is the thing I found when you sell through online platforms, not to traders because the traders are very good and not to Joe Public overall because Joe Public are very good. People understand a two or three year old or four year old or five year old laptop is going to have fair wear and tear, which may include some scratches. Yes. But when you sell on eBay, again, I found this through and through again, they will literally pick up on the slightest little thing, tiniest little scratch you haven't Absolutely. mentioned in the description yeah. for discount. Or for not, item not as described <laughs> will come oh. back to haunt yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, can I can I just answer a question that Linux lover asked about the thermal paste field? Do you mind? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's just come in. So yeah, so uh, just read out what it said as well, so people know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, so he said, any thermal paste to recommend, particularly if Arctic Silver Five is better than thermal Grizzly Conduct. Uh, which seems to need replacing yearly person reviews. I can't say I've used either of those. I use the Arctic MX4 and have done constantly for about the last mm -hmm. two, two and a half years. And I have to say, I've not had a single machine return that's come back from overheating. So when that's yeah. gaming laptops, gaming desktops, the whole yeah. lot, I just use the Arctic MX4 in the lot and really, yeah, really good. Arctic MX4 is pretty good. We tend to use that on pretty much new builds, repairs, upgrades, whatever we use. They have just brought out, and we just did a review for that last week, the new MX5 as well. Yeah. So, we, okay, we're only talking like 0.8 of a degree difference, but it is a little bit cooler than the predecessor. It looks neat too. Yeah. So it's uh, it's sort of got more of a bluey tint now than a silver. But, it, to uh, to yeah, me, it looks probably. like... Um... A clear toothpaste is the yeah. best way of saying it. A clear, icy blue toothpaste. Mm -hmm. It's good it's stuff. It's, it's really good yeah. stuff. Like I say, I've, I've sold a lot of machines, but they have it to watch out because Mazda might be sending them cease and desist letters soon for using the MX5. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, but I must admit, a thermal grizzly, I've not really used much, to be honest. I need to get some of that in and mm -hmm. test it for comparisons. But, um, Cooler the Master, or, they uh, do. Five are pretty good. Cooler Master do a good paste. Um, yeah. Uh, it's the white, I think. Uh, I've it's got some important. of I've got that on the bench as well. Mm -hmm. You know, just I've got like a collection of thermal paste of where I've bought some in and found mine after I placed the order. So... <laughs> Done that a few times, yep. Yeah. Yeah, Tend to find know, the ones what 
Yeah, just replying to that, find the ones what have got silver, actual real silver in it, like the Arctic Silver 5, do tend to dry out more so, I uh, found, than um, the things like the MX4 and MX5, which are actually like a... Uh, I'm not sure exactly what it's made out of. I do, do have the notes somewhere, but uh, it's uh, uh, like a slightly different compound. They don't actually use metal in it. So, uh, uh, but it's uh, pretty good to be honest with you. Um, so, uh, just uh, to reply because we're getting close to the end of the show to Alison. Um, here we go. So there are definitely businesses on their advertising. I think she's talking about next door. Uh, there's a thing called local deals. If you see, uh, I'll see if I can find something. Hey, Alison, it might be a good show for you to come on and do that one. Yep. Talk about next door. Hint, hint. Um, we can always use you on here. Yeah, I'm going to say she's been on before. So we also had a question earlier in the show. I'm just trying to find it now. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Do, 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 do. Uh, oh, here we go. Uh, this was from Paul, and he's saying, I have a question for after the intros. It's quite a bit after the intros now. Any suggestions on where I could get replacement, a curved panel for a monitor? I have the product number, but can't seem to find any panels to replace it. Anyone got any ideas? AliExpress, maybe, but you'll be waiting a while for shipping, and it's probably not that cost-effective. No, generally monitors yeah. is not worth not yeah. worth buying new panels for it. No. Same with TVs, just scrap them. The panels broken. Yeah, I'm gonna say if it's if it's laptop screens are obviously what usually worth it, but when it's like TVs or the whole the whole product is usually the screen. Um, yeah. A lot of time it costs more for the screen than it's it's worth to be honest. Especially if it's a few years old, you'll probably find you'll get a cheaper what cheaper newer version for um, and better, uh, but again really depends so unfortunately not much we can help with there they don't tend to sell much in the way of second-hand parts for for screens because of that reason but uh, right is there anything else um anything on there uh oh linux love is saying uh, just be careful phil i think you have replaced the thermal grizzly more yearly more frequently from what i've heard so yeah um it's i think that's more silver based as well so again if you service in your machine every year it's pretty good um but something like the mx5 it's i think to be honest or the mx4 obviously mx5 has only just come out so i can't say too much on that but the mx4 generally it doesn't dry up that much if any at all um, we've put it on machines years ago and opened them up and they've been used f for hours and hours and it's still just like it was on day one um, where the mx uh silver or whatever they call it that would actually uh gunk up and pretty much go solid and the same with some of the cheap stuff they tend to put on a lot of the coolers you get pre-put on like the intel coolers and stuff like that generally myself i'll take the pre-applied stuff off and put our uh, put mx on because we know exactly what's going on it and hopefully that'll keep stuff running a bit cooler over the years as well. But I'm a big fan of the Arctic MX uh, uh, series of uh, paste, I must admit. Um, so, uh, so we've also he's also saying him he could uh, repurpose it into a gaming arcade machine if the panel is broken, but the display is good. So, okay. Um, so. Anyone got anything to add to this show who's on um, that you'd like to say what we haven't already said regarding refurbishing tech? Obviously, there's mobile phones and other things what you could refurbish, <laughs> but we personally don't do that. We only tend to work on Windows-based machines, but does anyone in chat have anything re re they want to say regarding that? No? 
I've tried no. phones before. It hasn't really worked out for me. No. With, I've tried TV repair as well. That hasn't really worked out as a field. No. I generally just stick to laptops. The odd desktop, but because I'm home-based, I'm limited by storage constraints. I stick to what I know best. I don't yeah. want to be a jack-of-all-trades and a master of none. Indeed. I'd rather mm -hmm. have my one niche that I specialize in, which is Windows-based things. And like laptops and PCs. I don't Pretty much, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, uh, I, I, I do my own phone repairs, like for my own iPhone, well, very unwillingly, point. but I can do them. But yeah, tablets, no. Yeah. Um, They're too fiddly. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say similar here. Um, I've, I, I repair, take, yeah, replace digitizers and everything else on the iPads. And to be fair, the amount of time it takes to—it's not generally taking the thing off. It's if the particularly the iPad for minis, if anyone's taken the digitizer off and try putting a new one on that, it's—it's not—it's not so much fiddly. But if you say refurb, the danger with tablets is you got—you don't know what, what what you can't really do much with replacing them, especially if you say it's got Apple on it or anything like that. Mm. And generally, yeah. you might as well go out and buy a new one for sometimes for what the parts cost. I mean, I know digitised on an iPad 4 Mini, you're looking at round about um, anywhere. Well, I think they just put this way. They're not the cheapest thing to do. For the, and then telling a customer that when they say, oh, hang on, I could go buy a new one for X. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it, oh, that's where, yeah. Mm. I think you've got like, your Surface Pros as well. It's, um, I've oh, not yeah. done any Surface Pros. I won't go near Surface Pros because... 90% of the folk that do repair Surface Pros say you'll break the screen and try to take it out anyway. Yeah. And that sort yeah. of thing. And, and I think the other thing to remember is you're going to go down the route of working on Apple stuff. You charge Apple tax because they're a pig to work on. Yep. <laughs> That's the They're the things I, yeah, I, I agree with that one. <laughs> I don't do a lot of them, but I do repair the screens, digitize on them. And uh, yeah, I wouldn't say I'll do refer. I wouldn't, yeah. Tried to sell refurb yeah. one of those. I would, I'll repair them if they're when they bring them to me. But yeah. yeah, I just found that things like that were so fiddly. I could get done two or three laptops on my bench at one go, and yeah. as opposed to this one device that I've got to sit and concentrate and not move because it is so just tedious yes. to work yes. on. Yeah. And I have to have Phil in the store to serve customers if I'm going to do something like that. It just not cost effective. Not yeah, worth my I've, time. I've said it before: is if it's always best to have a um, like a local store. What does do that nearby that you can recommend to, and they can recommend you for other things, and that's what we yep. do. We recommend a local store. And we yeah. just say, hey, you want to go down? I'll mention the name Tech CPR down the road. They're only about a mile down the road, next Good to the roundabout, opposite Lidl. They're right there. Go in there, and they'll uh, sort you out basically, and get you up and running um, with your phones or Apple products and stuff. And they and they tend to send quite a few uh, call out customers to us and vice versa. Yeah. So pretty good. Uh, just I, uh, I always thing. tell. I'm oh, sorry. sorry I, always, go ahead. I always tell the customers um, when I send them down there to tell them who sent them. You know, because that lets your your um your colleagues know. Oh. They they were kind enough to send me this this customer, you know. It keeps you in the good with them, and I always say, tell them Mrs. Chips sent you, and they'll tr they'll treat you like a king or queen or something like that. And... Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's always a good thing to do. Uh, 
Right, I think we're getting pretty much to the end of the show. Last comment is from Mike's Unboxing, or uh, Mike, if you're not sure, uh, don't know who Mike is, he's got a, sh a show or a channel on YouTube called Mike's Unboxing Reviews and How's To. Um, basically, he's saying, evening all, just refurbished an old RX 460. Uh, I've just bought, what has the world come to? Yeah, if you're having to re refurbish <laughs> old graphics cards, it's uh, the world is definitely upside down, unfortunately. Um graphics cards at the moment are an absolute nightmare i think we would keep mentioning this every week and from what nvidia is saying and it's going to be no doubt the same with amd because well they don't produce as many cards so that i doubt they're going to get caught up for a long time uh we're not going to see a lot of graphics cards what are readily no. available till next year unfortunately and i will need i'm I, i've said all along that supply issues will get back to normal a year after all this coronavirus stuff has finished and it ain't finished yet so uh, when all everything gets back to normal for that it's going to take a good year for everything to get caught back up so i'm i'm guessing at the moment it's going to be the middle of next year even potentially 2023 uh, and we all it. thought that brexit was going to be the evil thing to have yeah. deal with <laughs> and I know a lot of people. A lot of people don't know how um, obviously Bitcoin works and so forth. But obviously, the more people what are buying graphics cards, the price of Bitcoin sort of actually goes down because there's more supply than demand on the mining. So while there's a shortage of graphics card, the price of Bitcoin generally goes up, which obviously means miners then want to buy more, and it's a vicious circle round and round and round. So I, I think it's going to be. A, a bit of a hard one, especially with um, the likes of Bitcoin. They're getting a lot of investment from places. They've had partnerships with Visa, PayPal, Tesla, and all this, that, and the other now. Um, I don't think there's going to be – don't get me wrong, I'm not a financial advisor, but if it does crash, it isn't going to be as bad as it was a few years ago. So uh, I have a feeling that bit, this Bitcoin craze is going to go on for a little while uh, longer, to be honest with you. While there's a shortage, it's going to keep on going. <laughs> so well, fingers crossed if you're a miner, um, fingers not crossed if you're not a miner. So uh, it just depends on which way you look at it. So um, – Obviously, everyone's always asks me what my opinion of miners are. Um, well, we've got an old rig, what we've had running for a few years, from a few years ago. I've not got anything new stuff on it or anything like that. It's just ticking away in the corner. I've got nothing against miners um, as as long as they're just buying one or two cards. It's when the issue I've got is the likes of NVIDIA selling £300 million worth of cards to someone and then them saying that they don't support miners. That's yeah. where your issue is, is actually from the yeah. big manufacturers. Um, and then they bring out special cards for miners. Uh, and then the problem is they bring out a special card for miners, but they're not as good as the ones what you get for gaming. So no one wants to buy the mining cards. They still want to buy the gaming ones. And uh, as Richard says, mining isn't particularly green. It's not, but then again, what is? But a lot of places these days, and I know like China and stuff like that, the, a lot of the places, the power them now with solar panels, uh, wind farms and stuff specifically for the mining area. So in some cases, they're probably greener than other places. But uh, um, but again, it's one of those things. So, uh, right, I think we'll call it there. Otherwise, we're going to be going on till like 10, 11, 12 o'clock or whatever. And I think we've all got work to do tomorrow. So 
I'd just like to say to everyone, thank you for joining today. So thank you to Mark, Tim, Ben, and Jenny. And, well, I'll say thank you to myself as well for joining. Uh, if you are an independent trader, store owner, MSP, tech, vendor, or distributor, you can find out more information about Tech for Techs at techfortechs.co.uk forward slash join join over 1100 members just like you that can give you free business or tech advice and did i say it's totally free to join with no membership fees or costs to you make sure though you do actually click on the link um, and click join. And when you do, fill in the questions. Because if you don't fill in the questions, for example, who you are, what company you're from, what's your website and so forth, we're not going to let you in. So don't come complaining to me because you can't get in the group because you didn't fill the questions in. If you're involved in tech, you should be able to figure out how to fill the questions in on Facebook. It's pretty simple. <laughs> right. So I'd just like to say thank you for watching. We will be on next week at 8 o'clock. Um, not sure what next week's show is. Does anyone remember what it is off the top of the heads? Come on, Ben, I bet you know, don't you? I don't know. You don't know? Um, uh, I've totally I forgot what next week's show is. Give me one second before what, we disappear. It's next week's show. What's in your box? Uh, have a look. Uh, how to deal I... with bad customers. There we go. That shows how prepared I am today. So how to deal with bad customers. So we've had the show about bad customers. Now we're going to tell you how to deal with them. And it doesn't involve a baseball bat. Well, maybe Aww. if it's in Jen's um, uh, store. But, Do your best Harley Quinn and get the hammer. Bing! <laughs> yeah, exactly. So how to deal with customers without stealing any blood. Okay, so I'll see everyone next week, and thanks for 